if you're listening to this right now, it's because you're a fan of best hour of their day and probably me, but not so much Fern. That tends to be the norm. But if you are listening, we just want to ask you for one favor. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon is where we put some bonus episodes up. It's really the only thing we ask for. We've been doing this podcast for two years now, and we do it because we have a love for fitness. We have a love for helping others, a passion for developing other people and helping them become the best possible coach that they can be. And and we do it because we love it. We don't ask for anything, but we are asking that you support us on Patreon. It's $6 for the price of your fancy frappuccino with hazelnut syrup or whatever it is you get over at Starbucks. You can support the show. And as we get more and more supporters on Patreon, by the way, it's patreon.com forward slash best hour of their day. We're going to be adding even more. Right now, it's a free bonus episode where we answer all of your questions, but we plan on putting so much more out there, exclusive and early content, access to things that you know everybody else doesn't get. So once again, we don't ask for much. So if you love the show, if we're helping you, chances are if you listen to this show and you're a coach or a box owner, we've helped you make way more than $6. And not only that, we've helped just make your life better, whether we entertain you or whether you've implemented many of the awesome things we talk about here on the show, check it out. If you don't, you know what? You can keep listening to the show. You can keep tuning in on a regular basis. Yeah, we put three episodes out every week. You don't have to support us on Patreon. We still want you to listen, but if you can, we appreciate it. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, we're back with David Newman. I I was looking up earlier, David. It was almost exactly a year ago today, and my things have changed. Yeah, no kidding, huh? A lot. We, I, yeah, I think, I believe our last podcast went on February 11th of 2020, which was, you know, days before the lockdown. So for one, welcome and thank you for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, Excited, excited. We're all still here. (laughs) (laughs) We are all still here. We're all uh, doing our double unders. And before we get too deep into this, you were telling me about the challenge. And usually on podcasts, you know, they save the, hey, tell me what's going on till the end. But on best hour of their day, to make sure it's not only best hour of the day for the listeners, but also for the guests, I want to hear about what's going on. You were just telling me about the 10-a-day challenge, and I can tell you, our listeners have some of the worst double-unders in all of CrossFit. <laughs> it's well known, It's a well-known fact. Our listeners are terrible at double-unders. So tell me about the 10-a-day challenge, what it benefits, and how they can join. And this is probably going to go out around 
the 10th or so. So we're a little bit into February. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, this, this must be serendipitous because we, we feel we're the best uh, around at, at helping people get better at their double unders. That's really what we've been doing for over a decade now. So yeah, the 10 a day challenge um, is just a real fun self-improvement uh, 30 day challenge that we put together. It technically started off on February 1st and was going to run, it's going to run through March 2nd. So we get a full 30 days. Um, people can, ju- you know, jump in, no pun intended, but yes, intended anytime uh, throughout, you know, throughout the month and get involved. Uh, we really tried to scale this up, you know, in an intelligent fashion because, you know, I- I've been around CrossFit almost as long as you and, um, Prior to that, being around gymnastics, it's always been about quality movement, you know, and, and not just hammering out the reps. And when we got so deep into the, the jump rope and, and double under world, you know, we realized that a lot of people are just trying to hammer out reps and they think they're going to get better by just hammering out reps. And we just don't believe in that, that philosophy or approach. And uh, it's, it's about being mindful of, of what you're trying to accomplish each time you pick up your jump rope and, um, and not just trying to do a double under for completion, but really think about your technique, your posture, form, mechanics, you know, spacing, tempo. You know, there's so many facets that you can uh, really try and hone in on to improve your skill. So the 10 a day challenge, the way it works is on uh, February 1st, day one, everybody was asked to just complete 10 perfect double unders. Didn't have to be consecutive. They could be broken up. It could be single, single, double, single, single, double, However, you need to get through it. If you're not on the double unders yet, then we definitely want you to focus on your single unders and be mindful of your technique for your single unders so that it prepares you for your doubles. That way, during this month, hopefully we get you doing those doubles before the end of the month. Um, And if you're already pretty proficient and you're trying to challenge yourself, go with heavy double unders or drag rope double unders or triple unders, you know, something that's going to be a little more spicy. Um, so whatever the skill and wherever you're at, you know, we're just saying right now, let's just talk about double unders. You do 10 perfect ones, videotape them. Uh, we created a, a private Facebook group that people, once they register and pay $20, a hundred percent of that goes to the Kiala foundation, uh, which is a nonprofit in Kauai that we, we strongly support love what they're doing for the youth. Um, And so once they register, you get access uh, to our private Facebook group. Now in that private Facebook group, we posted a ton of videos through the month of January, trying to get people just some information, some knowledge and and some, you know, coaching uh, cues for their jump, jump rope technique. And then uh, now into February, people are actually posting their sets right? So they'll do their 10 double unders and then post them. And then we're going in and we're critiquing and trying to, you know, as as many as we can get to, we're, you know, coaching them through the comments. And so on day two, you do two sets of 10, day three, three sets of 10. So it's always sets of 10 with intentional breaks. So if you can do consecutive double unders or whatever it is, we still ask that you break, reset, and then start the next set of 10. Um, And we just found that that's the best way for people to kind of strip away the pressure of like, oh, I've got to do 50 unbroken or 100 unbroken. And like, no, I'm going to do 10 mindful double unders trying to improve, you know, whatever it is they have issues with. Everybody has something different. So it could be the height of their bound, their body posture, their arm positioning, their, their, you know, rope speed. There's all these different um, factors that uh, we can look into to try and help them get better. So 
Um, you can sign up anytime throughout the month. Um, if you sign up, you know, on the 10th or the 11th, you can just start on that day. You don't have to back up all the way to, uh, to the first and, and, you know, reset. So we want people to come in whenever they want. We're very careful that people aren't doing too many reps because we don't want overuse injuries. You know, we don't need shin splints and torn calves and plantar fasciitis and things like that. Um, so if you're pretty fit and healthy and you've been jumping a lot and you want to go back to day one and you want to catch up, then so be it. It's up to you, but not, not required. So uh, we've been having a lot of fun. So then every uh, Wednesday and Friday, we're trying to stick to this, hoping it works out with our guests, but every Wednesday and Friday, um, we're, we're uh, doing a live and trying to bring uh, special guests on. So today was our first live we did through the, uh, for the private Facebook group. And we had uh, Neil Maddox come on with us. Neil's a good old buddy from a long time ago and uh, brought Neil in uh, to do a live and see what's going on in his life with his gym and his uh, you know family and everything and talk about double unders and some of his top techniques and things like that. So it was a, it was a real fun um, little interview. And so that's still sitting there in the live group that people can go back and watch once they sign up. I love it. I love the idea of doing 10 because like you said, if you, if you think about, I have to go to 50 or a hundred, all of a sudden your form starts to go, but 10 is, is very mindful. And I like it. It's the idea of practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. And you know, if you're listening and you don't have double unders, it's in my opinion, simply because you've not spent the time. You know, you know, I always tell people, can you jump up and down? Cool. Can you do that and flick your wrists? You could do double unders. It's just the balance, accuracy, agility, and coordination components of the 10 domains of fitness. Most people can do double unders, but then class comes and they get nervous before the workout. So they, you know, scale back to singles or for whatever reason, they just don't make that jump and 10 a day. No, no easier way to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and a great, you know, the, a, a great charity as well. Usually it's the Hawaiian trail run, right. That, that promotes, and I know they've done some virtual things, but you know, I think many charities are taking a hit in this time because, you know, five K's and other things are, are getting canceled and postponed. So a yeah. great way to still give back to the community. It's $20. It's one of those things I think too, where you give $20 and it's going to, be that accountability you need to do it. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Yeah, for sure. And we also we partnered with um, Stream Fitness uh, for this challenge. You know, this is our first annual one, and we're going to do this every single year. Um, and uh, and so we're we're just trying to feel things out and see what works. And and um, so we partnered with Stream Fitness, a uh, uh, neat neat little platform that Scott Panchik and Jacob Hepner and um, Fee Sagafi have, have kind of uh, bought into and partnered with. Um, and um, basically that uh, it's not an app, but it's a, it's a web platform that you can sign up, register, cost nothing to, to sign up. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those competition forums, online competition forums, but uh, we're under their challenges. I mean, you would still go to the competitions, select competitions, and it'll pull up, uh, the 10 a day challenge, register for that. And basically you can videotape yourself through that uh, app on your phone or your iPad or whatever. And, um, and it, you know, I kind of call it like a Fitbit in a sense, because, you know, we know how many reps we're, we're doing. We're either doing 10 or 20 or 30 or whatever day we're on. 
Um, so, you know, you videotape yourself, you um, hit end, you put your number of reps in, and then it'll basically, you know, save your video and archive it. And within a couple hours after it's all rendered, you can see everybody that's recording their double enders. They're all on the same screen in these little tiles and you could watch everybody jump and you can kind of uh, compare your technique against other people. Look at your silhouette and compare it to somebody else's silhouette and, you know, form and posture and, and things like that. So so that's a neat, um, a neat little wrinkle that, uh, you know, we, we we're partnering with for this. So um, and then so people are doing it there or they're just recording themselves and just posting it to the, the private group as well. And so uh, we're, we're getting a lot of different avenues to try and get people some help. Yeah, Jacob Hepner was on the show a couple of weeks ago, months ago, and I had judged him for the games. And I know he's a part of that app. And actually, I just got an email. I think it was yesterday, the day before from GoWad. They've teamed up with Stream Fitness as well. So really cool, cool. to see so many people, you know, just all the synergy that goes on in, in the CrossFit world. You know, speaking of Jacob Hepner, when when um, I was out there judging him, they had to use a heavy rope. And I have one, and it's very challenging to do double unders with that heavy rope. But he went unbroken on 50, 40, 30, 20, and 10. And it was one of the most impressive things I saw because I just knowing how challenging that heavy rope is. Do you, do you find that people get that heavy rope in order to – improve their current double unders or in order to get their first double under so um well the answer is is yes uh, yes to both of those in a, a little bit right um but are you saying you judged him during stage it was a stage one of the um the games correct okay so so for that they actually used our drag rope right so okay it was a right so there's Which, a difference between the, the heavy rope and the drag rope there is. So, so you're, so you're hundred percent correct. The drag rope is heavier than your, your typical, well, way heavier than a typical speed rope. Um, the heavy rope is the one with the thicker handles and the thicker wire, right? Correct. For, for ours, exactly. Like we have a whole line of heavy jump ropes that use our traditional handles, our RX handles. Um, but there's uh, cables that range from a quarter pound up to one pound and it's a heavy coated wire. So those are our, that's our heavy lineup of ropes. And then what the games athletes got to use during that uh, awful Annie was our drag rope. And we, we created the drag rope uh, basically as an answer to our speed rope, our Evo speed rope. And I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but after we came up with the Evo speed rope, um, you know, which to me arguably is the fastest, the most precision speed rope on the market. And we, we, we made it to be that, right? We put a lot of energy and, and finances towards making that. And then after we jumped with it, I just thought, you know, this kind of makes everything too easy. Like that's, that's such a, a, a beautiful piece of equipment, but it really takes away a lot of resistance and you just feel like you're jumping, you know, and air is passing around you. So, you know, me being very old school, I said, well, we got to we got to balance this out. Let's make something that's going to really make people work hard. So we went back to a very old school approach of, OK, here's a here's a piece of woven rope. And we tested a lot of different. It looks like a, it looks like a kind of a quality climbing rope, but it's actually not the highest quality climbing rope because high quality climbing ropes are very dense and taut and they don't have a lot of give or stretch. And they're actually pretty easy to jump with. Once you get them going, you can figure it out. So we tested a bunch of different variations until we found 
what we use now is uh, it, it's a little bit fluffier. It catches more air and it has a little bit of stretch and give. So when you, when you give it input from your wrist, it doesn't respond the way a speed rope does. There's a little lag to it, right? So that's why it's called the drag rope because it really drags and you have to just, you know, really work exponentially harder to get it moving around your body for a double under. Um, and yes, it is heavier than a, a speed rope. I mean, it, I think it weighs, I think it weighs, uh, the average one weighs somewhere in the six to eight ounce range. Uh, whereas, you know, a, a speed rope cable weighs one ounce, you know? So, but for and there's me, no bearings just, on it. Exactly. That's the point. There's no bearings. The uh, purposely the rope goes right into the handle and just clamps off. And so you, it's very old school, but I tell you what, that's become one of our most popular jump ropes. People are so challenged by it and they love the fitness they get out of it because they've gotten so good at double unders. Like I said earlier that it's like, Oh, just hop and get out of the way. And the rope gets around your body twice with a speed rope. There's not a whole lot that you need to put into it, but with the drag rope, you, you do 20, 30, you know, double unders, you are huffing and puffing and you feel the blood pumping into your arms because you got to work so much harder to get it around you. So, um, well, I, it, I wish I can speak on that, but I couldn't get a double under. So I, I'll let you know <laughs> I, I did singles and I was, yes, I was certainly out of breath and I liked it for that reason. It reminded me of like back in the day for, you know, my cardio, I would go in the little aerobics room at the gold's gym I was working at. And just jump rope with a similar rope, like the Everlast one you would yeah. buy at like Dick's with a wooden handle, but it, never knowing what a double under was. But, exactly. So it, I got to practice that. You know, but here's my excuse. I'm doing it in the garage. I got low ceilings. Uh, I got to put it everywhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good reason. But I'll give you two tips. So there's, there's technique to everything. Heavy ropes, the drag rope. So with, uh, with the drag rope, uh, my three top uh, tips are a, you want to go as short as possible, right? Cause the short, I got the small, do you make it extra small? Well, you can just tie a knot in it, tie a knot close to the handles. <laughs> I use the small as well. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and uh, anything longer and you can feel the difference. There's just so much more material with a bigger, you know, radius they have to get around. Right. So, um, so use the shortest possible tie a knot in the, in under one of the handles if you need to, to make it even shorter. Um, Bound higher, so you give the rope more time, right? That alleviates having to spin the rope extra hard because you have more time in the air. And then just always try and keep tension on the rope. You only need enough tension to, to keep it moving, you know? You don't have to over-race it. And so just always keep it under tension. Don't let it ever get slacky. Um, so your hands just have to move a little quicker and keep that tight circle, you know, tight wrist circle going. But um, yeah, once you figure that out, I mean, it's like anything. You can adapt to it. That's what's so amazing is uh, watching people adapt to it. And, uh, you know, we, we um, released that rope. When was it? Oh, John Swanson wanted to put them in the, um, in the Granite Games, I think, three years ago. And uh, he actually wanted to, to put in a heavy rope. And I offered these. I said, hey, why don't you try these? Because I knew people, we'd already put heavy ropes in the games. And so people were, you know, kind of getting on, you know, getting used to that. Um, but the, nobody really spent much time with the drag rope. So we put the drag rope in the Granite Games for the elite division and the master's division. And it was a hoot to watch these high-level athletes just suck butter man they they were they were just dumbfounded and the way john did it was beautiful because 
he, we took all three sizes and there's just a small, medium and a large, which equates right. to eight foot, eight, six, nine foot. We feel that 99% of the population can jump with any of those sizes really can if, if you adapt and know how to do it. So what's the but, tallest person that you've had to make a rope for? I mean, we've made rope. We make ropes for the LA Lakers, you know, so we can make them up to 11 Seven feet long. Yeah, yeah. If we need, yeah, we've done some around 11 footer, but re realistically that's more rope than people need, you know, honestly. Am I the but, smallest person to use one of your ropes? No, not even close. Get out of here. <laughs> probably, probably the best looking. You're probably the best looking uh, uh, person. It goes without know. saying. That goes yeah, without exactly. saying. But what I wanted to tell you is, you know, after our last call, you were nice enough. You sent me a couple ropes. And that kind of sat packed away. Part of it was, you know, gyms were closed down. I was being kind of lazy, doing more Peloton. And then we moved here to, you know, where we are in Colorado. And I'm going to the box again. And, you know, I had my old rope. And I think you get really comfortable with your jump rope. You're, I always tell people at boxes, like, hey, we've got all the equipment you're going to need. But if you're going to buy one thing, get yourself a jump rope. It's one you, you need your own. So, you know, I had my comfortable robe. I won't mention brands. And, you know, I've been using it for years. And my wife was like, she would, every time we would do a double under workout, I'm smashed, I'm tired. I, you know, I could do double unders. I've done hundred in a row, but I'm not efficient at it. And so finally I'm like, she's like, you got all of these great ropes. Like the guy sent you. I drag, you know, you sent me like one of each. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bring in this Evo rope. Let's see what it's all about. And man, what a world of difference. What a world of difference. Like it took me, a, a, I would say it took me a workout because the timing's a little different. But once you get used to that timing, that Evo rope, it's lighter. Your shoulder, my shoulders are always what goes on double unders. My shoulders would blow up. So that stopped happening and the rope is just faster. It's, yeah. I would say it's like one, it's like listening to a book at like 1.25 speed. Like, <laughs> that's how I would equate it. It's just, it's just enough faster. Like I can still understand everything you're saying. I still hear you, but it's more efficient. So that's what I would say about that rope. If you're listening, check that rope out because it's worth it. By the way, how do I get my hands on one of the West Coast Classic ropes? You guys sold out of those? Oh, man, I think we did. That blue um, is just beautiful. I love that. It's like my favorite color blue. Okay, well, I'll, I'll dig around and see if we got any laying around. But uh, we, I think Extra we, did small. Sell, we did sell out of those. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful color. And uh, we were bummed that they, uh, that they had to postpone that event. But, yeah, that was kind of our, our special release for that event. Um, but, uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, those are, that's an awesome, um, endorsement and, uh, and, and organic story about that. I, I love that. I love that. They just sat in your, in your they house. They were sitting you know. in, we moved homes, you know, they were sitting in the box, you know, it's in that nice, um, little, little box that it comes in and it just sat there. And I'm like, it was just not being, you know, so if someone's listening and they're like, Man, I'm thinking about, I'm getting good at double unders. What's the next step? What's the next, you know, evolution? No pun intended. It's, uh, you got to just be, you got to suck it up for a workout. One workout is all it takes, you know, or, or some practice. Like the tens is a perfect opportunity to, to do it. But for me, it was like, it wasn't even one workout. It was like halfway through the workout when I got my timing, I'm like, in my mind, I was like, what an idiot. 
why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny when we when we released that rope uh, back in 2017, um, you know, we obviously sent it out to all of our, our sponsored athletes that we were, you know, we were partnered with at the time. And and uh, and, you know, we sent it to them first. They got special colors that nobody else got and it engraved, you know, with RX athlete, all that kind of stuff. And um, and so then the regionals were that was like the last year. I think there were still regionals uh, and uh and so at the regionals, there were a handful of athletes that didn't use them during the double under workout. And we'd, we'd always watch like to see, you know, when our athletes were coming up and, and we were surprised to see some of our athletes were still using the, the old rope, even like Cara Webb in Australia during the game, she used her original RX rope, you know, with uh, the, the little bit bigger diameter handles. And, and uh, we were really surprised. And so when we asked them later on, after after the uh the comp we said why didn't you use the new rope we sent you they said it's too fast like i couldn't i couldn't get used to it in time like i was much more yeah. comfortable with the, the pacing and speed and it just took them a little time to get used to it and um and that's you know that which is an awesome endorsement but it's like you just gotta you slow down slow you know slow the rope down and and make it go the speed you need it to go you know it, it is super fast but you can slow it down you know be one with the rope there you go. Absolutely. But that's why you need your own. Like if you if if you're listening and you don't and you're one of the people that show up at the box and you know grab one off the rack like was this the right it's truly, you know, maybe a pair of sneakers and a jump rope. That's all you need and then you go to the box. So, so definitely check that out because I I was hesitant. I had, you know, my janky old rope for years and I was just you know, I want to break that habit, but but once I did, I like I said I don't know what I was waiting for. Well, the you reason warn, warn your audience that it, it it is expensive. It's an investment. You know, these are the Evos, and I'm not bashful about saying the Evo is the most expensive speed rope on the market. Um, but so it's one fifty online, right? That's our most. The G two, our newest one, is one fifty, and then and then we have them uh, down to one twenty five. Um, but anybody that's ever scoffed at the price. Um, which has happened a lot, especially when we'd see them face to face, like at the games or regionals or somewhere in person, and they would scoff at the price. Uh, after they tried it, they would always walk up to the cash register and buy it because they realize, you know, what the investment gives you. You know, it, it is a it is a, a very solid tool. You know, and and then if yeah, first of all, it's good. You know, it's a one time purchase, and I'm a big minimalist guy. I don't think you shouldn't have anything. I just think that things you have should serve a really strong purpose. They should make you yeah. happy, right? And you'll never need another jump rope in your life. The difference between the G's is the, is the length of the handle, correct? So, well, kind, yes, kind of. Our G1 is just really kind of a, a our cheap way of, of calling it Generation 1. And that was our first Evo, which is, uh, you know, you're kind of your typical six inch handle. Um, the Evo Go is our smaller version Evo handle. So we made that one about a little over five inches, like five and a quarter inch diameter for, for people that just like a smaller, lighter handle in their hand. Um, and so that's the Evo Go. And then the G2 is our generation two, which is an upgrade from the G1 because we, we changed the, the, the contouring of the handle and uh, made the pinch points a little bit more pronounced so that, you know, the idea is that you have, you know, much more secure grip without applying more tension because we're always trying to eliminate tension out of the equation. So 
the G2 has better contouring and, um, and we added knurling and people really love that knurling feel. So um, yeah, so the G1, the Go and the G2. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really, again, just to reiterate, yes, it's a little more expensive, but it's, it's well worth it. One of the reasons I reached out to you to, to come back on the show is I saw your write up on the morning chalk up. And I don't think on the last episode, we really touched upon everything, but it's great. All of this knowledge you have for the jump rope and how you're changing the world of double unders. But I think your story is also inspiring. And, you know, I love talking about entrepreneurship, whether it comes to being a box owner or it comes to, you know, starting your business I had no idea that you were, you know, down and out when you began this company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a very raw, um, organic beginning for us, for sure. You know, we were, yeah, we, we just come out of uh, bankruptcy from my career in real estate and the big crash in the market and, uh, yeah, kind of starting all over. So definitely started, um, you know, uh, very humble beginnings out of the garage and, uh, and just enjoying it, you know what I mean? Really doing it more out of, out of love and passion and uh, not with the intention of, hey, this is my new career or, hey, you know, I'm going to sell these. So, um, so I, think, I think being naive back then um, was probably the best thing. It, it just took off so much pressure. I really just like had no pressure because it was, there was nothing to gain or lose. It's just, it was just, uh, a project like, Oh, you know, I'm going to see if I can make a jump rope that'll help me get better. And that's all I cared about. There was no other outside influence about how it should look or how it should, you know, uh, you know, feel nothing. It was just, will it make me better? Um, and so I think with that purity in, in approach, you know, I came up with a, you know, luckily a, just a viable, um, tool training tool that, uh, that caught on. So, yeah, yeah, there was there were definitely some um, real great uh, learning lessons coming from that situation, and then kind of moving forward into when this actually became a business. You know, uh, yeah, I just can't uh, can't be more grateful for the you know for what's happened. You know, the the path in life has been a good one. What's the biggest lesson you've learned as the company grew? Not at the beginning, and there's so many lessons starting a small business, but now that you're growing, you know, you have money coming in regularly, you have employees, you know, no different than box owners that are growing. They have more members potentially want to expand, open a second affiliate. W what are the biggest lessons you've learned and advice that you would give to affiliate owners? Well, um, you know what, uh, uh I'll give you two. I'll give you two of my, my biggest ones that, that uh, I can lean on, you know, uh, even today. So when we started, um, honestly, I had no clue. Like the market thrust me into the marketplace. I didn't ask to come in. I didn't walk around knocking door to door saying, do you want to buy a jump rope? Do you want to buy a jump rope? I, I, it was so organic. You know, I would just, uh, people would try my rope at the gym. They would love it. They would get a PR immediately and then say, make me one. And I would make them a free jump rope. Like I gave away so many free jump ropes, you know, that I can't even count until my, when we were still broke. My wife would look at our bank statements and go, why, why are you spending all this money at the hardware store and sporting goods store, you know, buying all the parts. So, um, uh, so, you know, back then I, you know, I had 
no idea what we we're getting into. And the, the market grew pretty feverishly, you know, it grew fast. So, you know, we got to a point where we had to scale up just so we could, um, you know, provide the orders, you know, get the orders filled. And so our house was our factory for two and a half years. And we literally ripped carpet off the floor and worked on concrete and set up workstations. The garage was the main assembly area. And, and uh, the dining room table was where we, you know, like fulfilled uh, uh, shipping orders and things like that. So, um, so at the time, we were just filling bodies wherever we could get them. You know what I mean? We didn't have time to be picky. I had to be somewhat picky about who I brought into my home because, you know, like that's, that's our safe haven, right? I had two children yeah. and my wife. So, um, so we had to be, you know, we always hired family and friends or pe- friends of friends of friends and people we knew. Um, but, you know, the point being was that we just, we had to fill a body to, to help fill it, fill an order. Um, and then when we were able to scale up enough and kind of slow down, that was when we were able to kind of step back and see that, wow, we had, we had a lot of people that were really nice people, but they really weren't cut out for the job. You know, they weren't, they weren't good at what they were doing or they didn't enjoy it or whatever it might be. It just wasn't a good fit. And, um, and so, you know, I pride myself on, on almost everybody that we've ever have passed through our doors as a, a staff member or a team member and has moved on to other things, whether as we asked them to move on or they willingly moved on to, to greener pastures. We've always kept a good relationship with those people. Um, just because I like to think that we take our time to hire good people first and hope it make it, make it a good fit. And, and if it ends up not being a good fit, that doesn't mean we can't be friends. It doesn't mean that we can't still care about each other and help each other. And, and I'll, I'll start every one of those little discussions when I set somebody down in, in my desk and just say, hey, so what's going on with you? You know, like you, you don't seem like you're enjoying yourself or you're not, you don't feel like you're, you don't feel like you're doing your job to the best of your ability. What's going on with you? There's something probably going on on your side of things where it's easy for an owner to go, I don't like the way you're working. You know, you're not doing it to my standards and blah, 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 you know, and kind of give them the riot act. Um, and usually you find out that, yeah, that person just wasn't fulfilled. They weren't enjoying it. They want something different. And that's great. I have no problem with that. So, um, you know, hiring people that really fit your team, you know, if they fit, they, they love what they're doing, they enjoy being there, they buy into your, your message and your direction, um, you know, just getting the right people on your team. And I'm, I'm so fortunate now, I feel like we have just such an amazing team of people. And I have, I have some employees that have been with us, uh, gosh, I mean, 10 years now, I mean, we're still a small company, but some of these people have been with me from when we were in my house and have been with me all the way, you know, uh, to current. So that's a big one. I think getting the right people on your team that can help, you know, carry your message forward. Um, the other thing, I mean, this, hopefully this applies in some manner, but being a company that, uh, that manufactures a product and, and sends it out, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a stickler, man. I want things to be perfect, probably to a fault. Um, and I've realized that, you know what, you're just not going to always get it perfect. You know, like we'll, we used to just take so long to get a new product out to the public. Um, just trying to get everything dialed in and make sure that, okay, this product is just ready to go. It's just bulletproof. We'll send it out and uh, you know, let it go live and tell you what um, our public never ceases to amaze us that they'll find a way to break our product. They'll find a way to, to jack it up somehow, or, you know, just, you know, 
find out what its weakness is. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll take that into consideration. We'll look at how often that happens and, and assess whether, okay, do we need to go back in and do a redesign? And then we've done that. I mean, there are times actually now I'm going through a redesign now where my failure rate on a product is so minuscule that most, most companies wouldn't even bother. It's like, you know what, just, you know, if a customer has that experience, just send them a new one, you know, and keep them happy, which we do. We will send them a new one and keep them happy, but I don't like the failure. So, you know, I, we spend a lot of money just redesigning to try and minimize any failure rate possible. And uh, so, so the second message being something's not always going to be perfect when you release it to the world. So whether it's how you coach, coaches are always developing and honing their skills, right? And they're always going to get better, right? You think about how, how, what kind of a coach you were five years ago, 10 years ago compared to now, and you're eons better, I'm sure. And you're not even the best you can be. You're still getting better, right? So same thing with our well, products. And some services. would argue I am the best I can be. But yeah, <laughs> you're close to it, David. But I, 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 love, I love both of those pieces of advice where, for one, if you're a box owner listening, oftentimes you're like, man, I just really need someone at 5 a.m. This person will do. No, because you're going to have problems with them. You're going to have problems with them. The members are going to realize that it's going to ultimately cause more of a headache than just getting up at 4.30 until you find the right person. And, and yeah. you kind of piggyback on there with that piece on communication, communicate with them. And, and I love the way, you know, it's kind of the, you know, nonviolent communication. You're not pointing fingers, you're taking responsibility and you're saying, Hey, what's going on. And sometimes people just need to hear that. Hey, what's like to know that you care about them. And, and I love your, the second main piece of, I, I, I like the motto of done is better than perfect. And yep. too many entrepreneurs, but even box owners, it's like, it's got to be dialed in. It's got to be perfect. It's like, you're going to find what goes wrong with it. Even if you spend days, weeks, months, fine tuning it, the something will happen. So, so get it out there. You know, it's, it's like, you know, when I wrote a book, you can edit that thing forever. I can go back. I mean, you see, Star Wars, right? George Lucas yeah. is editing for something 50 years later. And, and, and yep. you know, that's considered probably a masterpiece. So the point is, yep. you're, you're always going to have more to work on. I love that. Solid pieces of advice. Before we hop off, can you remind people where they can get the information about the 10 a day? Yeah, you can go to our um, Instagram is uh, RX Smart Gear, and the link in our bio will uh, get, get you to the registration page. And once you register, uh, you'll get an email. The email will have the links to go sign up for the, um, uh, the private Facebook group for the 10 a day challenge. And uh, we'll also get you, I believe, directed to the um, stream fitness to get registered there. If you wanted to, uh, you know, post your videos and put them on there. And um, yeah, that would be the easiest way to, to get involved. And uh, we appreciate it. You know, we appreciate anybody. And, you know, even if you don't want to do the challenge, you can still go on and just donate, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, tax deductible donation because it, it goes straight to them. We're not collecting the money. It goes right to the Kiala foundation. And so, um, yeah, we're super, super uh, stoked to, to get people involved and, um, we've had a great turnout. It's, it's our first year. We had very uh, low expectations. We just want to, you know, work out the bugs and have fun and, and uh, hopefully help people get better. And, um, and we're getting some great feedback. People are really loving just getting some 
good attention to this skill that they've been struggling with, you know? So I love it. And we'll definitely put it in the show notes. Our girl, Katie will do that. And then as well as rxmarkgear.com, check it out. You know, like David said, it's not cheap, but it's, it's going to last forever. Uh, it's, it's going to work and it's going to be the only rope you'll probably, I mean, if you, uh, what's the term amortize it over the course of your CrossFit career, <laughs> you know, it's like a penny, there a double go. under if that, yeah, if that, there you go. You'll, Depending you'll on how many the, double unders. You'll replace the cable eventually like cables, you know, those, those are under friction. So those, those will always wear out, but uh, the rope itself, we can rebuild it and make it fresh as new. If, uh, if down the road, you need something uh, freshened up, but you're right. It's cut. It's the same uh, price for the most part as a pair of good, uh, CrossFit shoes, you know, and which you replace once or twice a year. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, uh, as always, David, I truly appreciate your time. I love that you're doing this for a great cause, and I love that you're constantly thriving to make this company that you started ten years ago even better. And I love the fact that it's making my double unders better. So thank you so much for joining. No, oh, appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for having me, man. It's always always good catching up with you. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.